Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful She Did It Her Way listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. I feel like that is my, that's, that's totally my intro every single week, I feel like, but that's good. It gets me in the zone. So here we are. We are back with another podcast. And this week we have a guest on the show. Her name is Tasha Lieberman, and she is the founder of Gittle Solutions. And I'm so excited to have her on the show this week because we have definitely, we've gotten to know each other a little bit, probably over the past year and a half or so. And I've watched you grow and develop and build your, your business. And you've been doing it all without a website. So I'm excited for you to share that journey and that transition with my listeners, because I think it is a really great demonstration of what is possible and not having to have everything figured out right from the get-go in order to make things happen. And then the other piece of it is that so many of you tuning in, I know that you have thought about adding events, whether it is a workshop event, a networking event, or a full-blown two-day in-person event um, to your business, but maybe events necessarily isn't your thing or you're kind of wanting to learn more about actually what you need that goes into events. Tasha is a ninja. She has done over, I think, hundreds of them throughout her entire career. So I'm excited to have her on the show and share some things along with events. And so with that, Tasha, welcome to She Did It Her Way. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That was such a nice introduction. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited to be on. First, I just have to say like anyone listening, I have been listening for the last year and a half since we first met Amanda. And just like you said, just keep doing what you're doing and keep exploring everything. So that kind of just like leads into my business. Um, So yeah, my business is Gittle Solutions and I am you know, shaking at my knees, announcing it to the world, but it is something that's ever evolving. And I'm recently becoming okay with that. Um, I launched it back in September of 2019. So it's really not too long ago. And it starts off with just being project-based with small business consulting, um, graphic design work, newsletter development, social content development, kind of anything that I've done in my past career and how I can help um, friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends, you know, with whatever their business needs are. Yeah. I love how you said that you're, you're just getting, you're like in a place where you've come to terms with the ever evolvingness of your business. And I feel like that's such a great point to drive home because for so many of us, including me, it was my business needs to be a certain way. It's got to look this way. It's got to have this structure. It's these are the people, these are the products and services. And it was just so rigid that I left no room for magic. And when I started similar to what you, you, you experienced of saying, you know what, I'm okay with it ever evolving. Like it's never going to be perfect. It's going to be fluid. It's almost as if the opportunities start opening up. And so I love that you shared that and that you have all these experiences and services and skills that you now offer on your own through friends and through networking. Tell, talk to us a little bit about what has been your journey thus far before you decided to make your leap and go out on your own. Yeah, definitely. So my journey starts 
similar to most, I went to college. I went to the business school. Um, I loved math in high school. So, you know, I thought numbers was the right way to go. But I also had this very creative side to me that was like ready to be explored. So when I was in college, going through the business school, classes were good. Marketing was where I was headed to, but marketing started turning into analytics and more statistics, which I do love and I do like knowing and finding out about, but there was something there that I was missing. And I thought marketing was advertising, which it is, but that is in a different field. It's not at the business school. It's at the communications or journalism or, you know, wherever they have different PR stuff, but it wasn't at the business school. So actually me and a couple classmates there ended up kind of petitioning to get some graphic design added into the business school. And that's kind of where that like self-drive started to kick in. Um, everything from web development also just came in through college. I was on the girls lacrosse team there. It was a club sport. We didn't really have anywhere that people could find out about us. So I just decided to make us a website. Um, and then that just started happening more and more, just little projects here, making flyers left and right. Um, and then going into my career, it, it was very confusing. I knew I wanted to go into advertisement. I didn't really know where to go from um, just from the business school. And I didn't know where I wanted to live either. I'm originally from Minnesota. So a lot of my friends were from Chicago. And that's kind of how I ended up here. And my first career was so just, it's like magic, like what you said. I'm such a big like believer in the universe brings you where you need to be exactly at that moment. And my first career was literally a construction site. And I saw these cool jackets in the window display and I walked in and they were building out this custom clothier store, which I didn't know what that was at the moment. And um, I saw you know, a lot of th things in the store that I thought I could help improve. And I went online to check out the business and the website was just not up to par. And I actually just sent an email to the owner who I had met briefly when I walked in there and was like, hi, I'm Tasha. Here's three things that I love about your company. Here's five things that I think I could do for you. And it just started this back and forth email. Um, he asked if I could come in for an interview. I lied and said that I lived in Chicago and was like, <laughs> yes, I could be there in like two days. Um, and that just kind of, again, started that passion um, with just solving other people's, you know, business issues. And I, I know that I'm an empath as well. So I really take on the emotions of those around me. So whatever company I've worked for, I've really put my heart and soul into it. So that started there. Um, I was there at that Which, company for about really quick. Four and a half years. Yeah. I love that. You're like, yep, yep, I can be there. And then it's like, I'm going to book a flight. Because um, you hear so many stories about that. And even, I know I've shared on the podcast, I didn't, I, uh, but like many podcasts ago, I think, is even back in, I think, 20, 2012, I think it was, mm -hmm. I... I did something similar where I mm -hmm. was working at my full-time job and I was networking with this company that hires subcontractors. And I'm like, I want to do that. And then there was an opportunity in a city that was three hours away. And so I just said, I'm sick. I can't come in, which lo and behold, I was feeling great. And I was three hours away mm -hmm. doing this. And I think that, um, I'm not going to say it's right or wrong. I'm just going to say you have to do you, but also know that there's things out there that you 
you know, you might put yourself in a situation that normally you wouldn't do, but you're also getting to where you want to go. And it's, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's great. There's so many stories that people have done that where it's yeah. like, yeah, sure. I live in that city. I'll be there in no time. Right. Um, so yeah. yeah. And I, just, I feel I like that with that, that too. Yeah. And I feel like with that, it's like when you get those moments where you're like, oh my God, yes. Like this is such an opportunity. Yeah. It's, there's no point to hold back on it. Like life is about like taking those like opportunities and just going with it. And that was just, yeah. It's like hearing you say that, me, I've seen a couple of my friends do it. It's, you know, it always leads to the next great opportunity for you. So yeah, it was it. definitely, it was definitely a ride there. I started off interning, then managing, and then ended up being his director of operations, kind of running everything behind the scenes. And that's really where I started to get my love for creating events, you know, working with processes, workflows, um, managing client relations, also managing international relations. So there was a lot to learn there um, with just, you know, very hands-on mentorship. So that was great. And, you know, speaking and going on that I'm an empath, towards the end of that, my body was almost like wanting me to leave so much, it would have panic attacks while I was at the work. And it wasn't that it was the worst place to work. It's just, you know, sometimes your time is up at a certain location, just like any relationships. And when you try to keep yourself and force yourself there, your body really just starts to break down. And mine just did that. And I was overworking myself six days a week, not really leaving time for self-care. And at that point, I was still, you know, going out a lot um, with friends. And when I left that company, um, I took like a three or four month break and just traveled and spent time with family and recharged. And that was just kind of where I was like, okay, the next thing I'm doing is for my soul. And that was another thing, you know, putting it out to the universe saying, I trust what will happen. And it really did bring me such the next best chapter in my life, which was working at an amazing women's space here in Chicago called Evolve Her. Um, I had never been in a sorority or worked with this many women. And it seriously was just all the femininity that I needed to give me that strength to go and start being on my own and seeing, you know, all these entrepreneurs and people co-working together was really inspiring to just give me that extra boot. And I know I've said it before, but definitely not on your podcast. It was the day that you had your summit at Evolver that I was like, this is it. This is my opportunity. This is the sign. It's time to go. Um, and I did that. And uh, the same thing that I did with my previous work, I went and traveled for 17 days after I actually went backpacking in Peru with my boyfriend. And that was kind of also where I was just like, you've got this, like, it's time to go explore, even though you don't know what's next, something is coming. And I don't recommend everyone doing that. I know like for me, I can like feel it in my core when the next thing is coming. Um, but I really did set myself up to have that time to explore. Um, and with that, that, you know, when we came back from traveling, a project arose and it was something small, but it was something and we started working and then another project came in and then another project came in and then another project came in all while I was still searching for a job thinking, okay, I need to go find something new. But these things started to come in and people were starting to enjoy what I was doing and then referring it out and out. And then one thing led to another, I'm getting paid over the amount that you 
can't accept without a 1099 and I'm like, this is turning into something. Um, so rather than just wait around, I wanted to like preserve my middle name or something. I think I've told you this before. I love my middle yeah. name and don't get to use it often. Um, so that's really the meaning behind it. It's a Yiddish word. It means good or great. So they're great solutions. Um, and that's just kind of how it was born. I love that. And yes, by the way, if you got to be careful, because if you get around the, she did it her way tribe, y'all like things yeah. can happen. Leaps are going to, mm -hmm. people are going to, you're going to quit your jobs. Like just be ready. Um, so and <laughs> yeah. it's, it's such a beautiful story of how everything that you've done in the past has built into this moment and opportunity, right? One of my mentors used to say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And it really is. And sometimes you don't even know what you're prepping for, but you're just showing up every single day because you want to be ready. I just wrote a email to, um, my subscribers talking about how like, soccer and life are very similar in the sense that like now I play soccer every Wednesday night on a league and it's amazing because I've really made a conscious effort this year to start integrating things that, you know, I used to do in love, but have kind of gotten away from because I've become this adult and, you know, life gets mm -hmm. full. Um, but I like realize one, one of the games that I was on the field, but I started to become a watcher of the game instead of inserting myself in the game. And I was waiting for the perfect pass and the perfect setup where in reality, it's not a, you can't wait for that. You've got to mm -hmm. create it. And so thinking about life, are you playing the game of life? Are you creating the life and everything that's happening, um, on, on your field of life? And I just love like, that's such a good reminder that sometimes even though we don't know what is going to come or this perfect moment, we just have to, you just have to go for it and show up and play, play full out. Um, talk to us then. So you went, you left where you were at before, and then you went on your vacation and then you sort of had people reaching out to you. What in that situation, walk us through, because you didn't, hadn't really fleshed out your services at that point. You just thought about, these are the things that I can do, which I think everybody who, and especially in, in the ultimate leap accelerator in the, in the program that I have, people are coming in from all different angles and levels. Some people know exactly what they want to do. Some people have a really good idea, but can you shed light on saying it gets okay to have a list of things that you can do? And then here's how to not only network, but reach out to people. Like, I love the example, how you said you walked in, you did research, you said, here are three things I love and here's five things that you could do better. That's such a great way to start engaging with someone, especially a business owner. We're always thinking, how can I do this better? What am I missing? I have people that email me all the time that are telling me, these are things that you can do differently with your website. And sometimes it leads to a project and, and sometimes it doesn't, but it never hurts to do that when you can add mm -hmm. value ahead of time. Yeah, I think it, I've heard this saying, I actually read this saying, it's be a contributor, not a guru. Like we don't all have to be experts at everything, but we definitely can know more than the person that we're assisting or who is hiring us to do stuff. So that's kind of what happened with those projects. I had been networking and really just, you know, helping others in the communities that I had, you know, put myself in, in Chicago. And with that, they had seen or had heard of the work I was doing, including with events, you know, um, that started back in college as well, but we had them at my first job. And then of course, at Evolver, there were 
thousands of them. I mean, not thousands, but that's being dramatic, but definitely hundreds of them. Yeah, um, you were there so a lot. When it came to, <laughs> you did a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with that, you know, the people that were in that, you know, community as well, or people that attended the events, they did see me there. They did ask questions about that and that then they could refer to their friends and they can refer to their friends. And that's where this word of mouth is coming. And without the website, it's really coming from trust. And I think the really big thing is communication. So being open and honest about what you can and what you can't do. That's, I always like to be upfront. You know, my specialty isn't necessarily SEO development, but mine is the creative side of the website. But I have friends that I can resource that out to and that, that I trust. And if you trust me to build your website, then you're going to trust me to refer you to this. And that's kind of where this community is starting to build, where we can all help each other get where we want to want where we want to go, but without, you know, being that cutthroat and overworking ourselves and really just finding that happy medium that this, we can all do this by sharing what we all know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was something you said there that it like sparked a moment when, oh, you even being in a situation, you know, sometimes what I, I've talked about before is this bridge job. And maybe the bridge job is really to help people find margin in their life. I had a bridge job because I was working retail 60 hours a week and found it really difficult from time and energy to explore what it is that I really wanted to do. And so I found a bridge job. I took a 20% pay cut and mm-hmm. I used that time to really figure out what I wanted to do. And it allowed me the opportunity to start networking and you know, led me to freelancing. That's then led me here. And it's really like getting yourself in the position where you are surrounded by those people. And I know for some people, it's not as easy to do physically if you're in a full-time job and you're like, okay, I've been in this full-time job for 20 years, Amanda, and you want me to just up and quit and get a different one. No, not saying that, but if you can't do it like physically, how can you insert and engage yourself in the virtual online community? Because there's so many Facebook groups out there. There's so many people that are using hashtag job op, OPP. And it's beautiful thing that in Facebook groups, it's, it's its own SEO search engine like Google has, but in Facebook and you can find so many job opportunities and really understand what is, is out there. I love that. Um, Talk to us about, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Adding on to, you know, having a hard time leaving a job for such a long time. I think at my first job, I had such a hard time leaving because I came from a family that has been in a family business for you know, 35, 40 years. And they have employees that have been there for 20, 30 years. And that moment was such a hard time for me to be like, it's okay to leave a job because it no longer serves you. And like you said, with soccer, how that kind of helped you relate how you're doing work with it. Like I use that with my yoga too. Like yoga helps me find my voice for myself and helps me understand like we have so much to flow through every single day. And it's not worth dwelling on something that was only 10 seconds throughout the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so important. Well, talk to us now about how you manage your projects, how you manage, what does the day-to-day look like? Yeah. So my day-to-day is not stressful right now. I am working with clients that we have a set timeline at the beginning of our contract. Um, We are, you know, in open communication throughout the whole thing, but we'll have 
a week goes by where we don't really need to talk and then we'll meet and go through things just that need to be fixed or needed to be edited. Right now, most of my clients are just web-based. I had more consulting right out of leaving my last job. But with the web design, it's been referral-based. We start off with um, just meeting, having a conversation, a proposal gets sent, any edits that need to be made then gets changed and it's now a contract. Once it's signed, work begins. And then we just abide to the timeline. What, if the timeline needs to be shifted, we just shift that. Um, the key to it is just being communicative, understanding that life happens. So sometimes things do need to get pushed back. Um, having a clear stated contract so that both parties don't get burned and that you get paid correctly and just trusting the process. I'm currently using, we talked about this honey book, um, but I read somewhere too, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. You can switch services another time. And rather than getting so hung up on which one should I pick, which one should I pick? I just picked the one that seemed right right now and it's working out great for me. And everything is still a trial with the website. That's something I'm laughing at myself about because I'm designing websites for other and I don't have that to show yet, but I'm also like <laughs> forgiving myself because it work is still coming. So why would I be so hard on myself about it? Mm -hmm. um, but it's also just, I'm still figuring out my messaging. And like I said, at the beginning, you know, my company is evolving. So I need to take that into consideration when I'm putting the copy and the messaging on my website. But I can also understand that I can change that at any moment. If I, if I need to, I'm the creator. I'm the one that did that. So yeah. It, yeah, and it will it, be live by this podcast. <laughs> and I'm putting that out there. We talked about this before. It will be live. So if you want to find it, just go to ghettosolutions.com. Love it. Well, and I know that even for so many, that's one of the things that I probably drive home and people might be sick of me talking about this, but it just goes to show that you can build this business without needing or having a website right away that you don't have to stop yourself from getting clients to before you have a website. Because if you mm -hmm. already, if you can build that no like, and trust factor, people aren't necessarily going to, if they know you and they trust you and they like you because we buy from people we like, then mm -hmm. it's going to be pretty easy to build that, that clientele, right? And the website can always come. So I love it. Well, tell us about your, let's transition into events because like I said at the beginning, a lot of people have questions about events. I, we have our sheet at Her Way Summit, which next week I'm going to do a whole Q&A about events that you guys asked me on Instagram and email. So I'm answering all your questions for events um, in that solo cast. But um, talk to like, yeah, love events. So tell us some of the high levels, like do's and don'ts. If someone's thinking about having an event, what would you recommend? What would you say stay yeah. away from? What does that look like? I think the first things first is what type of event do you want to be at? I know like we could all want to be at these like luxury events, but realistically, when it comes down to it, the event that you're going to, how would you want it to go if you were attending? And that's just breaking it down from the entrance, the welcoming point to timing, you know, even to the food or the vendors that are there. So it really just comes down to, all right, let's take the big step, the big picture. What's your clear messaging? Where is it going to be? Who is it for? And how can we make them want to come back for more? Mm -hmm. Love it. So clear messaging, the who, the what, 
Um, what, what else from your experience do you think, like, what would be some tactical thing that they could do right now? Yeah. So right now, the first things first, define that clear messaging, but from there really having a run of show, that's one thing that I find a lot of my clients that I've helped with this web develop or, um, event development is having a clear timeline from the second that you wake up, where are you going to be? Who's going to be doing what, what's going to be delivered where, and then having that timeline shared with everyone that has a part of it from the venue, from your event manager to the person working check-in just so that everyone can be on the same clear page and that you can feel at peace the day of that you're just going to abide by this schedule. It should put you at ease. It should put anyone else at ease that you know what's going on. Granted, like we've already said, life happens. Some things need to be shifted, but at least you know the direction that you're flowing with. Yeah. And it's also helped, even if it's a networking event, if it's a large event, it's just so important to really think through all of those steps so that you can anticipate mm-hmm. changes as, as they come. I'm trying to think, I know for, for her first event at she did it her way summit the first year. And, and I don't think attendees probably knew that it was going mm-hmm. on because again, it's also a reflection that if you're hosting an event and something's going wrong, it's the way that you respond to it is how everybody else around mm-hmm. you is going to respond to it. But we yeah. had um, miscommunication about where the videographer was supposed to be at. And so the videographer was late getting set up. So we started the event probably 15, 20 minutes late, um, but it was easy to recover and figure out. And that's why you also build buffers into your schedule. So you mm-hmm. can catch up, which is super important. Um, yeah. What else? What else? I think it's just making sure that everything's presentable. It, it, it just comes down to, is this the type of event that you would leave a good review for? And just keeping that in mind with everything from, that you do with your work, with the presentation, with the flyers that you're handing out, um, just making sure that whoever is attending, they're getting out what they're, what they're spending on it. Whether that's a free event, you're, they're still spending their time there. So you don't want them to feel like they've wasted time at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know the other thing with events too, it can, they don't have to be hard and they don't have to be Mm -hmm. complicated. There's definitely things that you can do to streamline it, make it simple, but yet still so impactful. And I think back to our first one day summit event and it was simple, easy. The content was on point and it was just, as long as you create this memorable experience people mm-hmm. will leave feeling right. Um, it's that quote about, it's not what you say, but it's, you know, how people feel after mm-hmm. you interact with them. And that's so important, especially for an event of, you know, what's the experience, what do you want them to be saying when they walk away and, and all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, it's just incredible, which again, you guys, if you're tuning in and you've ever thought about having an event or wanting to add events to your business model. And if you're a coach and you want to do workshops, all that good stuff, Tasha and I are hosting a free online training coming up on Tuesday, February 11th uh, at 5.30 p.m. Central, but there's also one at Thursday on February 13th at 11.30 a.m. Central, and we're breaking down five key steps from ideation to planning to preparation to live event and then also beyond. Um, So we're going to go through all of those steps in detail and things that for that's important for you to know next time you plan your next event or your first event. So you can register for that free training at she did it her way forward slash the number five 
steps. So the number five and then S T E P S. Okay. There's that. All right. So come, it's definitely gonna be worthwhile. There's so much information in there. We've already built out the entire training that we're going to do. Um, so you're not going to mm-hmm. want to miss it. All right. So yes, back to you though, Tasha, tell us, um, yeah. as we kind of like wind down. So you've built this business, you help with event management, you do all these different things. What is, what's been your biggest growth moment of it all? My biggest growth moment, um, I think just came after my last web project. Um, it was just a moment of relief. It was the first project that I didn't make a double of everything. So before I was also just so nervous being on my own. So when I had a logo design, I made like five of them, which takes a lot of time. And the client's not necessarily paying for that. It was just this imposter syndrome that I had because I've never been on my own. And I, I do like you know, hearing you've done a good job and you get that sometimes from working at companies, but now working on your own, Mm. you have to really be that voice for yourself. So with this last project, I kind of just went in being like, your work is good. Do not do double the work. You don't need to stress out about this. You've got this. And it's really just a mental thing. And it goes hand in hand with my yoga. Like we talked about earlier, I've recently started teaching a lot as well. And I know that when I left my first job, that was when I originally got my certification. And that place was where I got my confidence to be like, you've got this, something will come. And as I've started instilling my practice into my daily routine, I've really just started to use that you know, mind of mine that's so beautiful that tells me like the work that I'm doing is great and people are returning and people are referring. So keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. It is so true, especially in the beginning when there's that doubt of, am I doing enough? And is this good enough? And just reminding yourself that you, you are doing like, you are enough just being human that like that you don't need yeah. any sort of justification, right? Um, that's beautiful. Well, let's go into a little bit of a rapid fire round. So tell us okay. what is, what's been your favorite book and it doesn't have to be business. It could be any book. Oh, good. My favorite book right now is The Chillpreneur by De- Denise DeField Thompson or Thomas, Thomas, that's her last name. Um, it's so good. It's literally helping with like all these shoulds in my mind of like, should I be doing more work? Should I be reaching out more? Should I be networking more? And it's telling you like, if you're doing well, if you're succeeding to what you feel is successful, Mm. then like take a deep breath. There's type A, there's type B, and now there's this type C, this chillpreneur. Um, That book and then, yeah, and that book and of course the You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, she's, um, that book just really helped with, you know, internal confidence as well. Yeah. Just to touch on that point too, I haven't read the chillpreneur, but I remember too, that it was when I was doing freelance work that it would, you know, I would get on a plane on Tuesday late afternoon and then I would get home on Friday. So, and that would be the work for the week, but I would look at Mondays and all day mornings and on Tuesdays thinking I'm not doing enough. I'm just being lazy because I'm not Mm -hmm. doing, doing, doing. And there's this beautiful thing that when you realize like when, when is enough enough and Mm -hmm. only you can define it. Otherwise you're constantly on this hamster wheel and there's this guilt that because we're not stressed out and we know other people are that we should be stressed out. And it's it's such a transitional period of growth. I think when, when you really learn that 
at the end of the day, it's you get to decide what you want and what's enough. And then you can kind of chill after that chill in a way, like not a lazy chill, but like just be content. Not a lazy right? chill. <laughs> yeah. It can, it's that, that word contentment that's, I guess, sometimes used as so, you know, like a weird word, like, oh, if you're content, like you're not growing, like, no, you can be content. You can still grow. And with that too, like, I'm growing my knowledge by continuing my education with different things. I'm not necessarily going back to school, but there's different resources around the city around online that you can continue learning about digital marketing, WordPress enhancements, Squarespace enhancements, um, you know, like different places are hosting these types of workshops too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's fun because now I can go and continue to explore things that excite me that I think that my customers, my customers, friends, my families need help on. Yeah. And sometimes the growth is in the not doing too. <laughs> at least what it is for yeah, me. Totally. I'm so great yeah, at yeah, doing yeah. and getting stuff done. It's the <laughs> not doing and being okay with just being yeah. has always been the yeah. growth opportunity. Come so. to my yoga class, man. Yes. I, yeah. I definitely will come to one. Um, what has been your best $100 or less purchase in your business? My best $100 purchase. You know, I haven't made one yet. I'm still kind of holding out. I think that's also a great Thing with this online platform. Um, I'm really just trying to save as much as I can with, with this business. And then when we move, that's when I want to invest in my own desktop. But until then, it's just, I'm, I've got everything that I need and let's just build this as is. Yeah. That's what I love about online. Amazing. All right, Miss yeah. Tasha, where can my listeners follow you and connect with you online if they want to learn more or just say hi. Yeah. Hi guys. You can definitely find me on my website, gittlesolutions.com. Um, and then on Instagram, my name is Tosh G Leap. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tasha. Thanks, Amanda. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to she did it her way podcast.com where you can access the entire vault of she did it her way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.